Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. And now for our story. Tonight in Miami Beach, a young woman entered the Vista Del Mar Hotel, walked quickly across the lobby. In the elevator, she asked for the sixth floor with the assured air of someone who was either expected or was a guest of the hotel. But as Chip Calvert stepped out of the elevator, her attitude changed. She walked hesitantly toward a certain door, then slowly, noiselessly turned the knob. It was locked. Suddenly, a few doors down, a young couple, still in deep clothes, burst out of a room and, leaving the door ajar, dashed into a room down the hall. As they entered, the sounds within indicated that someone was having quite a party. As soon as the door closed behind them, Kit entered the room they had just left. It took her only a moment to cross to the French windows and step out on the terrace, which ran the length of the building. She walked quickly along it, counting each set of French doors she passed until she came to the one she wanted. The long windows were open, the room beyond was in darkness. A moment later, Kit had stepped through into Paul Cromwell's suite. She stood there for a moment, then started to move cautiously. I can't see a black of now, what the devil was that? That was, uh, <laughs> that was just the lamp table. Uh, that was not a very attractive one anyway. Well, that's good. No harm done then. <laughs> Except that I seem to have gotten into the wrong room by mistake. Which room were you looking for, Mrs. Lee? Uh, I thought I recognized your voice. It's, it's Max, isn't it? That's right. Well, the head of the on the right. Of course. Oh, that's better. Excuse me while I get my coat. I, I was just lying down waiting for Mr. Conwell. When do you expect him back? I really couldn't say. Probably not until quite late, Mrs. Neal. Well, then, we can keep each other company. And incidentally, Max, I'm not Mrs. Neal. I'm divorced now. Or don't you read the paper? Oh, yes. And I might say that I followed your affairs with quite a personal interest. You're like everyone else. You're curious. If everybody's curious about me, Max, they wonder where I am, what's happened to me. You could tell them now, couldn't you? Well, Miss Carver, I... Don't call me Miss Carver. But... That's my father's name. I'm Karen Cummings here. I see. I've gotten rid of the moon, but I can't get rid of all the rest, Max. All the things he's done. We should be looking for him, not me. But I can't get anyone to understand that. It's so simple. Do you see it, don't you? Well, I don't know. All those things are in the papers about the trial. Everything directed against me. They blamed me, Max. They couldn't see far enough. They couldn't see that it was all my father's doing. Oh, if only to make someone understand. I think perhaps I do. Well, I'm not going to put up with it any longer. I'm not going to be treated like this. Can you imagine? I'm having to live like this all because of Mrs. Gravitin. Mrs. Gravitin? Oh, horrible woman. She owns the rooming house where I've been living. She's taken all my money. She, she's been blackmailing me. I should turn it over to the authorities. Yes, I think you should. <laughs> but do you think I'd be that stupid? I would turn out just like everything else. I'd be the one who'd pay. They'd take me. You see, I, I can't get anyone to understand. Sometimes I think I must be ill. Perhaps you should see a doctor. That's such a wretched headache. Could I get something for you? No, no, nothing does any good. It's very cold in here. Close the window, will you? Very well. Is that better? Yes. Miss Cummings. Don't. Oh, good Lord, you don't have to call me that. 
So Paul's told you about my feeding him. He tells you everything, doesn't he, Matt? Well, Mr. Uh, after all, I've been with the Carnival Service for a great many years. Yes, I've often wondered how you put up with it. Tell me, when did you get to Miami? I arrived this morning. I was on my vacation, but uh, Mr. Conway wired me to ask me to come down. Needed you to take care of him. Yes, I think he does need you. In many ways, Paul is very stupid. Actually, I think you're, you're a much more intelligent person than he is, Matt. You have a good deal of influence over him. He's <laughs> not that old as I'm afraid. Miss Talbot, is your car here? No, I, I haven't one anymore. Why? It's getting late. I was going to suggest that I drive you home. <laughs> After all the trouble I went through to get in. <laughs> yes, that was very funny, wasn't it? Very. Of course, if I'd known someone was here. Miss Talbot, I, I think I'm better for your home. You said that before. I'm waiting for Paul. This is very desirable to me, Miss Talbot, but I'm afraid we can't wait. Oh. Are you trying to put me out, Max? I mean to follow Mr. Conwell's instructions. What instructions? Mr. Conwell doesn't wish to see you, Miss Talbot. Oh, he told you that. What else did he tell you? Never mind, I know. He told you I'd been making a nuisance of myself, didn't he? I've been trying to call him and talk to him. Well, frankly, yes, Miss Talbot. Well, if you think I'm so eager to have anything to do with Paul Conwell, you're crazy. But I'm stubborn, Max. He played his part in what happened, and he has a certain responsibility, too. And I'm going to make him recognize it. He thinks he's so well out of it all. Well, he isn't. He was very eager for my help once in getting rid of Lisa Fenner. He hadn't any scruples about persuading her to give up a child, but now he's suddenly developed a fine set of morals. Well, perhaps Mr. Conwell has learned something from that experience. Yes, he was desperate for my help once. Now, of course, he'd like to forget all about it. Now that I need his help. Look. Why don't you let me talk to Mr. Conwell for you? Oh, really? You certainly are subtle, Max. You aren't going to hit me that way. I'm staying. I hope you won't force me to call the hotel detective. The hotel detective? Go ahead. Well, you can't do it, can you? No, I can't. Because I remember you as you were, Miss Talbot. Years ago, when you first met Mr. Conwell in New York... You liked me in those days, didn't you, Max? Yes, Miss Talbot. And now you're like everyone else. You've changed, too. You don't like me anymore. I'm very sorry, Miss Talbot. Why be sorry? What should it matter to you? Strange, though. Tonight when I saw you here, I, I thought for a moment you might be able to understand. I don't suppose anyone ever will. You're very tired, aren't you? Yes, I am. I've been tired for weeks. Miss Talbot, why don't you go home? I haven't any home. Why don't you give up, Max? I'm staying right here. I don't understand how a young woman like you, uh, who's had so much... So much what? I mean... Well, Max, I... Hmm. I see we have a visitor. Hello, Paul. Max, I thought I told you I'm not to... I'm sorry, Mr. Conwell. Don't blame him, Paul. He's done his best to get rid of me. How did you get him here? The balcony. <laughs> Romantic, isn't it? That's hardly the word I use. Kit, this is perfectly ridiculous. I don't want to see you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm through. I don't know how you can go on making a fool of yourself. A fool of myself? Is that what you call it? 
Well, I've been making a fool of myself because I thought you were a friend. It's foolish to think that isn't Paul. It's foolish to expect any loyalty at all, any understanding. Chip, why don't you stop all this nonsense and get in touch with your father? My father? Do you want me to get in touch with my father? Oh, I should have known. You're with him, aren't you? You and Dad. Oh, come off it, Chip. Get away from me. Get away from me. You're not my friend. I should have known. I thought maybe you were the one, but you're not. You're not my friend. Yes. I've been trying to find him, but I can't. Oh, I'm so alone. Everybody's wanting to hurt me and laughing at me. There is someone, but I can't find him. Yes. I, I can't find him. Martha, I can't find you. What's the matter with her? Oh, I can't. She sounds this, she sounds of her head. I see the conversation I just had with her, and then this, I think Miss Calvert is very ill. What am I to do with her, Martha? I can't let her stay here, and I can't very well take her out through the lobby. Perhaps you should call the hotel doctor. You could get her a sedative. Yes, but I, I, I don't want to be involved, Max. Ever since you arrived in Miami, it's gotten worse all the time. Maybe, but I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm through with the whole mess. She's not my responsibility. Max, I'm going to call her father. Paul Cromwell looked at his man, expecting Max to confirm his decision. But Max was watching Chip. Listening to the words that ran through her hysteria like a theme. And Paul Cromwell heard them too. Words that expressed her fear of Ben Calvert. <laughs>